Hello there, everyone. My name is Aaron Burr. Welcome to the We All Can Change podcast. Here I help others heal the earth to live a more fulfilled and healthier life. I like to keep things pretty lighthearted, so that's why I do all this in a non-extreme and not too serious way. Seriously. Okay. Welcome to episode 30. I think that's Trente or Trenta. I don't really know. My Spanish is pretty bad still. Getting better every day, hopefully. Anyways, this episode is about the city of Medellin. I'm going to be talking about sustainability, what they're doing well, what they're doing maybe not so well, or what they could improve on. A little bit of history of the city and the past and the future of said city. Yeah, I'm currently in a work away in Hardeen, just outside of the little town, building a eco-village, but digital eco-village, so like a deco-village, deco-village? Not sure. Uh, <laughs> it's for people to obviously be immersed into growing their own food or sustainability and, and living consciously, but but while working from their computers, so, so more digitally enhanced, Wi-Fi is abundant, and places to work are also. So pretty cool, pretty cool for sure. Um, more, more construction work than, than I thought. I thought I was kind of getting into more food, food growing and permaculture stuff, but I'm actually building the house instead, which is pretty cool because I've never really done any sort of wood woodworking or house building of any sorts. So this is all all brand new. I'll definitely post a picture of the wall that I'm building. It's pretty <laughs> pretty imperfect, I guess I would say is the perfect word. <laughs> but it's in its own beautiful way. So so yeah, it's really cool. Um just amazing, amazing uh beautiful scenery in the right in the mountains here in the Andes and just I'll get I'll get tired or maybe even a little stressed out about the work I'm doing. I'll just like look up and remember that I'm in paradise right now. So yeah, it's gonna be amazing. It's really cool to see this this eco village kind of start up or this uh yeah, you know, this little retreat that we'll have. So so it'll be pretty cool. Surrounded by fruits and vegetables and just middle of the mountains and you climb this huge, huge hill to get there so it's pretty sweet anyways back to Medellin Medellin kind of started started uh in an interesting way it seems like uh it started as Jewish populations from Spain fleeing the Inquisition the Spanish Inquisition and they they started and settled in in Medellin to to basically live independently and, and they started to kind of grow their own food and not really depend on, you know, other parts of Colombia, which, which was pretty abnormal. Most of Colombia was slave owned plantation styles, um, of living 
so so they're kind of doing something different more so just growing and tending to their own land all in Medellin so kind of started with this independent uh, entrepreneurial almost mindset that you still see today in, in the people there so very independent they're growing their own food and it this this led to much of the yeah the business ownership entrepreneurship from coffee to textiles when when that kind of made its start um so it's always been prevalent in the city and that that entrepreneurship i i assume ultimately is what led to um bad forms of it as well so obviously like the drug cartels started up in the city and then in colombia in general too not just medellin uh as as everyone knows everyone knows as colombia is the cocaine country right <laughs> so um yeah i think i guess the indiv- individualness individuality and, and entrepreneurship and independence kind of led to this this little bit of a dark side and and led the city down a path that that really hasn't been how the city was for most of its history this is really just the city that everyone knows as it now but but it's it's honestly getting here and and really trying to keep an eye on the sustainability aspects and how the city is is combating climate change or dealing with it or um, reducing their footprint bettering their impact I'm, I'm pretty blown away by how far they've come considering where they've been um, I, I would say they're doing pretty much the same as most U.S. cities like United States cities um, as far as sustainability goes there's the metro line which is really nice uh, going from north to south and then some east to west routes as well of a raised uh, train system light rail and that's i mean it's super nice and it's pretty affordable and tons of people are on it so i mean that's that's huge and and there's a lot of cities in way more developed countries that don't have that they don't even have rail like that so it's pretty amazing to see that on its own in latin america but then also specifically in in medellin where where they've they've just had so much bad happen and and so recently but then they've they've just come back um pretty quickly and and they're doing really well you know their motto is moving forward without looking back um so it's pretty cool yeah just getting getting to the city you're you're from the airport you're on a bus and i'm just like winding through the mountains and this beautiful nature and these hills and then you get to the valley or the edge of the valley and you just see like this huge drop and all these mountains and this nice developed and uh kind of urban oasis almost um down down way below and it's, it's really exciting as you know the energy kind of picks up and and while you have this urban setting and this concrete uh surrounding you're still you're still like fully surrounded by mountains that are lush and green and and they remind you that nature is not too far away which i really like for such a big city 
you know, multi-million people in there. So to have to have nature pretty close is really huge for sure. I love that. Um, yeah, the, the the people are it's it's a really high energy yet laid back at the same time. Like like they're definitely always ready to party, but but then they're also ready to take it easy too. Like especially during the day, like midday, during lunch, everyone's just kind of chilling, hanging out sipping back on some coffee um having some amazing food empanadas arepas um lots of good food for sure there's lots of outdoor gyms to go to small parks are are pretty nice in certain areas i think i think most of the nice areas like like well-traveled maybe even touristy areas have definitely more parks more development more gyms outdoor gyms but but from what i've seen even exploring out, there's, there's a, some, there's some smaller parks, um, but then a lot of outdoor gyms and stuff. So, stuff to do outside and promoting health and whatnot, which is a part of it, right? There's some bigger parks like the botanical gardens are is a pretty big area. Um, it's it's pretty touristy, so heavily visited, um, but but it's enough where you're kind of still in the city, but but pretty surrounded by some nice nature too. So that's pretty cool. Botanical gardens, but not a, not a ton of parks. So not a ton of greenery, even though around the city, there's a, there's a lot of greenery. I mean, you, you can just drive up out of the Valley and you have all these towns that are just these picturesque, like lush green mountains that are, that are, I, I assume much more, much older than the Rockies, but maybe not because of maybe just the the climate here everything just grows better but but they seem like they're you know a little bit older a little bit more developed as far as nature goes there's a little bit more soil and and forest and it's just dense and so it's really cool really cool to have a big city with so much access to these small towns around there um like i went to guatape for a weekend and just beautiful beautiful nature all the way there is just lots of farmland a lot of people just grow their own food and and then obviously like grow food for a business as well so lots of tending to the land whether it be for farming or just letting things run their natural course which is really cool so colombia so far especially around medellin has my thumbs up for sure <laughs> what other things can i talk about as far as food goes, you know, we're definitely, Medellin is definitely on par with the U.S. as far as meat consumption. Um, they have a dish here that's pretty Colombian famous that's that's literally like four types of meat <laughs> with some rice and beans. And uh, it's just like so fucking heavy. <laughs> and of course I tried it because it's, I guess it's the thing to do. Um, and I'm not, I'm not fully vegan or anything, but, but mostly plant-based, uh, for that reason too, like to try the local cuisine at least once. Um, and it was goddamn heavy. <laughs> it was a lot, a lot of meat. I think there's some egg in there too. Um, so meat, meat consumption, pretty prominent. You know, it's pretty much the easiest go-to in the city. And then I think in Colombia in general, much like the U S it's about the same. It's not, not anything more not much less. It's pretty, pretty heavy for sure. Yeah. I mean, empanadas are filled with meat, but, but then 
Um, they'll have they'll have dishes like I mean they have arepas that are meat free or rice and beans I guess are are pretty um, plant based as well obviously. Fruit and vegetables are pretty easy to find in the city. I I know I I definitely stayed in a lot of the more developed, more popular areas maybe, and so that definitely has something to do with the accessibility to fruits and veggies. But but from what I could tell, it's pretty easy to find like local fruits and vegetables that are pretty dang affordable too. I mean, it's just just a cheap way to eat that's pretty dang healthy as well. So I would say it's not as easy as to find like the junk food corners like that have candy and chips and booze and soda. <laughs> that's pretty prominent. Much like in the states, for sure. Um, so that's no no stranger to that. It's just more so looking past that to find some fresh produce instead. There's not a, not a lot of supermarkets. It's more so just local fruits and veggies that are in these tiny little mom and pop stores, which is pretty cool. Um, there's a couple supermarkets here and there, but but nothing all over the place really. Um, yeah accessibility for food seems to be pretty good i mean it's there's a lot of street food that's all over the place there's a lot of the corner stores that are um chips and candy and and stuff like that but but from what i can tell too there's also access to fruit and veg um i don't know how that is in um in the harder parts of the city because i didn't really get to go there but um from what i can tell in the center and in multiple neighborhoods seems to be pretty easily accessible but from experience that's how a lot of cities are and then and then the less developed or more impoverished or minority areas are a little bit less accessible right so it depends i guess uh as far as as far as getting around the there are tons tons of cars of course and tons of motorcycles taxis uh, all over the place, so it's kind of a kind of a stinky, smoggy mess from that. Um, lots of transportation issues. That, I mean, they do they do have the metro line, which is really nice, and I think it gets quite a quite a bit of people off the street for sure, as far as in cars. But nonetheless, there's still quite a bit of cars on the on the road, pretty much just jam packed all the time. Uh, taxis. Then there's also buses. Buses are, are the, the way to get around, especially city to city. Um, buses are the way for sure. Yeah, they have two major terminals, a north and south one, north for the north <laughs> cities and then south for the south ones. And so those, you just pick one wherever you're going. If you're going to, like when I was going to Hardeen, I went to the south terminal. When I went to Kotape, they... I went to uh, the North Terminal. So you just pick a terminal, and then that, those bus stations just take you all over the country on bus, and that's pretty affordable way to get around, and then, um, yeah, way more sustainable than driving your own car, of course, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I mean, typically, as as anywhere else, you, have the, you run into the issue of public transit being picked for the nice areas and then public transit also turning regular areas more expensive and maybe nicer and driving people out. So Medellin is still 
certainly no stranger to that issue. Um, it seems like anywhere along the rail, along the rail line, and then um, you know major bus areas are are a little bit more expensive, a little bit more built up, maybe a little bit nicer, which drives you know most of the people that can't afford it out. So that's an issue that that Medellin is facing, and they're they're definitely they're definitely pretty good at being inclusive though, and and making sure that in this process of pushing for sustainability and and access to transportation and whatnot, uh, they're not leaving out these lower income areas and whatnot. So so that's pretty cool of them. It seems like they're on the right track as far as doing. Um, sustainability correctly i'd say as far as inclusivity and everything like that too so so yeah it's pretty interesting stuff um it was yeah it was pretty easy for me to get around um but that's 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 basically because i was in nice areas i feel like in these lesser um lower income areas i feel like it would be a little bit more difficult maybe have to walk a little bit more or a lot a bit more to get to the next bus station or the next bus stop they have cable cars that go above the city, which is pretty sweet. Uh, take they you can take you east to west of the city, and then um, up and over to this amazing, amazing, massive park that's just huge. And just on the weekends, it gets a little bit busy, but but during the weekdays, it's it's a pretty good escape, and you can hike there for quite a long time. So it's that's pretty cool to have that accessible right right from the city in a in a pretty cool. Uh, cable car too, which is part of the metro. You literally just buy uh, a a train ticket to get there, and then that train ticket ca- counts as your ticket on the on the cable line. So, so it's like twenty five hundred uh, Colombian pesos, which is like I don't know around two bucks <laughs> uh, U.S. dollars, which is insane, right? So it's cheap. Um, getting all the way to this nice park. You can even camp there if you want, I think. Um, I don't know how safe it is, but yeah. And then as far as like outside the city, you have these quick trips that are to this beautiful, beautiful nature and towns that are that are just, I guess, real Colombia, you know, original Colombia that are colorful and, and quiet and they're more way more laid back and people are just out most of the time just <laughs> relaxing and eating and drinking coffee it's like you wonder like what people do for work. <laughs> it's so cool though. The culture, like the work life balance is, is just incredible and people seem to be they work hard but but uh maybe they work less for sure, which is which is very nice. You know, you you work to live instead of live to work here for sure. Much like a lot of other countries except for the US. Um so Beautiful towns like Huatape was was really nice, and then Hardin's beautiful as well. I just got to walk through it. I just walked through the town real quick on my way to this um, this eco village area, so I didn't get much time yet to to explore. But but it seems beautiful, and I mean, oh my god, the surrounding areas are are just incredible. I still still not used to it. Just the mountains, and there's a little lightning storm out in the distance right now. It's incredible it's everything's lush it just grows so well which is kind of like florida what i'm coming from in the u.s but but it's a different you know it's it's cool here it's nice and cool it's like 60s right now 
I'm outside on the porch. I don't know if you can hear the bugs in the background. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, as far as else getting around in the city, I mean, there's there's some developed bike lanes that are pretty nice, and I think those are also in nice areas and not so nice areas. Bikers are literally just like biking with traffic, which is pretty insane for how the traffic is here. It's just crazy in and out, weaving in and out, and and just I don't know how more people don't get hit by bikes. Maybe they do, and I just haven't been seeing them. But yeah, so. So I would say it's it's not very bike bike centered. Um, far more cars and motorcycles than any sort of bikes. Kind of like I would say even less than New York City uh, in the U.S. And more like Florida. Um, a lot more car centric. Um, but but I I'd say that as far as public transit goes, they're way better off than than anywhere I've been in Florida for sure or Michigan even. Um, which is which is crazy and, and honestly sad for the U.S. considering what the city's been through and so recently and they've they've bounced back so quickly to to improve their sustainability and access to transportation and inclusivity that that the U.S. hasn't even come close to in some areas, which is really sad um, to see that that the U.S. can't really catch up. Or, or even begin, I guess, in some areas. So, so I'd say, I'd say if Medellin can do it, really, a lot of places that are way more developed certainly can easily as well. Yeah, I guess a lot of people walk. You know, there's not a lot of bikers, but people do walk a lot. So things are accessible and centrally located. I assume maybe their work, you know, where they work, maybe not so much, but. As far as food, you know, restaurants, going out, um, maybe the gym and, and whatnot, those are all pretty close, it seems like. A lot of people walk around. Access to food seems nice from what I can tell in the areas that I've visited. Trash is definitely always an issue in a lot of these major cities. But but Medellin, certainly, like all the all the natural areas and green spaces you see, they definitely have a lot of trash for sure. Um, so while so while that's not certainly like the main issue or the, or the biggest issue of of a city to focus on, visually it's important, of course, and and ethically and, and mentally as far as a consumer, I guess it's important too, right? But but yeah, so trash is everywhere. It seems like no matter where you go in the world, which probably means we need to change that, right? But yeah, I mean the, the city has really cool things going on. The the, uh, the, I think they have the EPM or maybe even ERM. I'm not really sure. Um, but, but I'll link in the show notes. It's just their environmental, uh, division that's dev- devoted to natural spaces and sustainability and, and these eco developments that they have all around the city. Then all around in Colombia, um, like in Guatape, they had, this new park that they put in and all the, all the green space was labeled by this division, EPM or ERM. I can't really remember. My notes aren't really written well, (laughs) but yeah, they're doing a lot of really good things. And so, I mean, the, the city, the city seems like it's just, I would, in, in summary, I would say it's way, way more ahead than I would have expected given the history. And, really really tells 
the country I'm coming from, that there's really no excuse to not be doing these things. I mean, having separated bike lanes and areas and, and bike shares, they have, you know, the bike share stations, trains, metros, you know, rail lines, uh, buses everywhere, public transit, all these things they, you know, the U.S. should have everywhere if, if Medellin can after being um, riddled with drugs and, and crime and being the most dangerous city on the planet. Um, I think that they can, if they can come back, then really anyone should be able to. So, so that's, it just blow, blew me away that how much they were doing. They're not, you know, as far as what I can tell, they're not doing anything incredible as far as anything crazy unique that I haven't seen before, you know, and that's, that's what it comes down to really is these basic things like food and transportation and energy. It's these basic like things that aren't crazy or anything weird. It's really just, just getting into it and and starting to change these things. Right. It's not as complicated as we make it out to be. You don't have to get too creative. Um, maybe in the, in the smaller details like neighborhoods and everything, creativity is important, but but at the end of the day, humans are humans, and we all need to get around. We all need to eat and sleep under something and um, and work in something. So that requires energy. So it's it's all it all comes back to these same issues, um, and I feel like that's going to be kind of the same mantra that I'll be saying throughout these different countries that I visit. But I'm excited to see how creative countries can get and what different things they are doing because there are people out there. Uh, cities out there that are doing some pretty unique things yeah i mean as, as far as as far as latin america goes and colombia as a whole um they're part of the i don't know if you saw but the the these countries in latin america posted that they'll achieve 70 percent renewable energy by 2030 which is actually ahead of the european union which is which is wild you know so colombia chile peru Ecuador, Costa Rica, Honduras, Guatemala, Haiti, and the Dominican Republic are all a part of this 70% renewable energy by 2030, which is which is pretty pretty big goal and and pretty amazing to see Colombia part of that. So so they're they're pushing a lot of things and it's certainly on their radar. And I mean if 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 a country like Colombia, which which most people look at it as dangerous all my friends and especially my family are are worried about me if they're doing more than a lot of cities that i've seen in the u.s uh (laughs) then then we need to start changing things for sure you know i was was just yeah i I was just blown away by by how much they're doing and you know even though they're not doing anything crazy and and they have a long way to go as far as getting getting these these good things that i saw to the whole of of Medellin. Um, but, but, uh, I think they're on the right track and I think they know that, that inclusivity matters and, and getting these other lower income areas, uh, this access to good things is, is vital to sustainability. So they're doing a lot of good things and, and I'm just, I'm just excited to be here. I'm, I'm happy to be in Hardeen and I'm not sure how long I'll stay on, the eco village project i think i'll definitely be here for two weeks and then uh maybe i'll stay in the city or not or maybe i'll stay here we'll see um but but it's just amazing out here it's just quiet and 
just wild nature everywhere. Um, it's beautiful. I'll definitely post some more pictures of this city I've been posting about Guatape and Medellin, but, but I'll definitely get some Hardeen pics going and, and I'll share the specific eco village, um, of what, what I'm doing specifically. I've been working on, um, wood paneling on a specific wall. <laughs> it's just, this is so difficult. Like it makes me so appreciative of carpenters and all like this precise woodwork that I that is everywhere in the world really <laughs> it's so cool to see it's so amazing to see like all these straight and perfect lines of all this wood now all over the place that <laughs> that I've never appreciated before but god it's amazing so so it's a lot of work and I'm definitely not a carpenter I don't think by trade so <laughs> so uh so it's it's fun though it's it's you know it's building up this this eco village retreat that'll be for digital professionals or or really anyone interested in sustainability but but it'll have the access of the digital modern age which is which is i think really cool because a lot of the eco villages you see and and whatnot that are that are doing it right are are subsequently off the grid right you're kind of like stuck out there you're kind of in nature which is nice but uh if you want to make money from your from your computer, then I mean it's it is pretty tough when you're off the grid and everything, obviously, because you need a Wi-Fi connection. Um, so that's it's a pretty cool idea, and I like it a lot. And it sounds perfect for me as far as balancing sustainability and and getting in, immersed in the land and permaculture and growing your own food, but then also making money in the in the meantime and and you know contributing to the world and being able to run a podcast and all this stuff so so i'm i'm super stoked to be in hardeen it's it's just incredible here i i wish i could describe a little bit more but just lush greenery and mountains everywhere (laughs) so so i hope you enjoyed this episode i will be tuning in next week to talk about something else i don't know what i'm gonna be talking about it's a secret so i gotta I got to figure that out, what I'm going to be talking about. I actually know, but you got to figure that out when you tune in next week. So, so uh, hey, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please share it around. I really appreciate all the support uh, that all of you have been given. It's, it's, it's really amazing to see how much you like the podcast and how much you like my words and everything. It, it really helps uh, when I'm putting in the time and effort and energy. So thanks for sharing it around to your friends and family. Uh, if you want to support me further, you can do so by going on patreon.com slash we all can change. And that way you can support my work directly. You can fund the hours that I spend on this every week. So you pick a tier as low as the cost of a tea. So for the cost of a tea, uh, cost of a tea wow, you can keep me advertisement free. Yeah, rhymes, I know. So $2 a month, you can support my work and you get things in return, like I'll have a Patreon-exclusive podcast, uh, behind-the-scenes looks into the podcast, and then also more more connected experience, more personable experience with me and with my audience. So it's pretty cool. Uh, You can support me there. And then if you want to stay updated on what's new, you can do so by going to my website, weallcanchange.com, enter your email at the top of any page, and you just sign up. Yeah, it'll be a 
email every every Sunday morning. So it'll be like Eco Church or it'll be like a sustainable paper, sustainability paper. Yeah, either one. Or it'll just be like an email in the morning. It's up to you. <laughs> whatever you whatever you prefer to call it, I guess, if you don't want to be any fun. <laughs> uh yeah, so that'll be just an update on what's new, like on We All Can Change, podcasts, blogs, where the hell am I, what country I'm in, etc. Things like that. So so yeah. Um anyways, that's that's pretty much it. Thanks so much for your support. I hope you enjoyed hearing about Medellin. There's more I can talk about for sure, but as far as the sustainability standpoint goes, that's going to be it. I'll be posting more of a travel blog on my other website, just AaronMBurr.com. So if you want to look, listen to that or read that, that'll be there. Anyways, now I'm going to stop rambling on. I'm going to uh, get back inside because I'm freezing and not used to the 60 degree weather, although it is my favorite temperature. So <laughs> till next week on the We All Can Change podcast. Take care, y'all.